It's time for another Film Critters Processes. Processes. Boy, do we have a packed one today. <laughs> yeah, a threefer, uh, which we've rarely done, but, you know, uh, we're in quarantine. What the fuck else do you want? Yeah, I know. There's, there's a lot of time to be, to be watching horror films. Mm-hmm. And even good horror films, there's only kind of so much you can say about them. So we, we're doing three of them in one. In, uh, yeah. In one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Might as well. Um, yeah, so much horror to watch. If you didn't see the title down below, we are watching, uh, we are today discussing, uh, two movies from Shudder, mm-hmm. uh, The Beach House and Host, but we're also discussing Relic, which is from Australia, which <laughs> I've, I've heard makes movies sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's been quite a month for, uh, just weird sort of uh, experimental i feel like there's this kind of new thing in horror where like uh it it used to be that horror was like the trash of the earth and like sci-fi original movies were kind of the best that you could hope for and now it kind of seems like the baseline is like the the quality kind of ranges for movies that are like eh to like ah, that's pretty good yeah no it's it's i I definitely feel like there's I, it's partially probably because so much of like spectacle in film has been soaked up by by the big budget action movies that I feel like there's just not really a lot of room for like spectacle horror in the same way that there used to be. Like we're not getting our we're not getting our like uh like Freddy versus Jasons or like all those like remakes of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre where it's like right filtered to look like a Xbox game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's probably for the better. Yeah. It, uh, I, my, my, main down, my main critique of it is that I feel like it's also led to kind of an increasing thing where it's like... I, I, one of the things I've always liked about horror is that it's like there's always... you know it, it works with fears, so it works to an extent with the subconscious, with the vast unconscious... And so you end up like drawing on like what's in the culture and common human fears and stuff, but it's never like you know it's not like when you're when you're making the the second Freddy uh, Freddy Krueger movie, you're not like the metaphor for this film will be uh, repressed homosexuality. <laughs> it's just the director of the film is a repressed homosexual, so there's a <laughs> lot of repressed homosexuality in the movie. Yeah, uh, and now it's sort of like I feel like some horror films get stuck on trying to fit everything narratively into the metaphor, like the narrative and the metaphor can't diverge at any point oh, rather yeah. than using the metaphor kind of as the, the, the little seed. Um, and that's relic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So starting off with relic relic is a film that cannot, cannot cleave itself away from its metaphor, which is a shame because it would be way stronger of a film if it just was about uh grandma getting mold pilled and <laughs> and like going insane and like you not having any, like you not knowing what to do about it. Yeah. Um so I will say like my first impression of Relic I watched the trailer and I was like this is a hereditary fan trailer. This is the same like plucking <laughs> strings, the same sort of like visual themes. Um and uh kind of watching the movie I came away from it like not really uh, feeling necessarily different, but like it's kind of interesting because it feels like it's almost a response to Hereditary. Um, and I I will come out the gate and say that I like I kind of liked Relic. I thought I I sort of enjoyed it, and we can 
kind of chop it up, but like, uh, I also, I do agree with you that like, there wasn't enough like substance in the movie. Like there wasn't enough of just like, there wasn't enough like bickering for me. I, I, I almost feel like like there wasn't enough, <laughs> there wasn't enough like family exposition. Um, and it definitely kind of rooted itself in, in a lot of these like really sort of, uh, base level, uh, horror ideas. Um, that said, I, I don't object to the theme itself. I think the theme itself is really interesting. Just like the process of like watching, like knowing someone is going to die and like watching them die and getting over your, getting the fuck over yourself to like take care of them. Um, which is, you know, like a common, a common thing, uh, that people go through in life. Um, and so like a lot of aspects of, of that metaphor really worked for me because that is like a huge fucking like point of anxiety for, I mean, any human being, any, right. Like anyone who's breathing. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I also completely like see and understand what you're saying with regard to just like, it's a very, very one note movie. Um, and not very much kind of, it, it doesn't get off the track very much. Yeah, like that's I, I I will admit that's probably why I fall more on the side of disliking it than liking it. Is sure. that like there there are things that like grain against me. Like I'm I, I can be pretty forgiving, especially with horror. But there's like when there's specific kind of like gaps between like oh I really like something in this, but it like does not deliver. Yeah. That tends to make me like really be harsher on it because I'm like oh like you 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 just almost had it, and if you just pushed it a little. A little more and like with relic it's because yeah it's like you said it's like like it's a it's a great like seed of a story like i really like this idea of like the the fear of mortality and the fear of facing mortality in the form of like your mother basically wasting away in front of you and that sort of dual thing where like because of the way like dementia and alzheimer's manifest she's in denial of it and you're also in denial of it because you don't want to have to a be responsible for it but also you don't want to have to essentially be in this position of like reversing the birth process where like your mother birthed you and took care of you. And now your mother is dying and you take care of her. Right. Yeah. Uh, like there's a lot of like really like heavy, like terror in that. And the director even said like, part of it was also drawn on like personal guilt of like, you know, arriving to see her mother, uh, to help take care of her and her mom just already being gone, essentially. Like, not dead, but already, like, far enough along in her mental illness. In, like, uh, I think it was Alzheimer's that she just, like, wasn't really there anymore. Right. And the sort of, like, terror of, like, losing this person and not being able to recognize them. And I think that's, like, a really, really good thing to draw on. And I think this film d does it in parts. And then it also has a part where they're being like Scooby-Doo chased through a hallway before discovering that the, the monster just needs to be loved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely like an, an Alzheimer's horror movie. Um, and yeah, like you said, that is that is horrifying. But like. I think it would. Yeah, like there, there's there's ways to make it like realer and rawer and like scarier than kind of. What what culminated in like a very sort of Halloweeny, um, you know, taking of Deborah Logan, like, uh, age, like, age is scary. Like the the movie, as as much as the theme is like really uh, meaty and like complex, 
uh, the actual like what you see on the screen um, is by contrast pretty superficial and and pretty just like uh, you know still making age as a concept out to be this scary thing without really like through the through the dialogue and the action interrogating like why that's scary and and like what what specifically about it is scary as opposed to just like ah mom is angry mom is crazy now mom is chasing us through the house um <laughs> blah 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 <laughs> mold should i try it blah 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 i crazy now <laughs> i crazy now <laughs> um so yeah like i i definitely i acknowledge its, its weaknesses on that front um uh, a lot of and, and a lot of why i like it is just like very very hyper personal things like um definitely the the sort of like you know the the fear of losing loved ones and then also like uh there there's this whole sequence in the movie that uh really reminded me of like intrusive thoughts i had in my childhood of like what if you were going through a house and then all of the rooms were different and they kept getting smaller and scarier and now you're stuck forever uh and you're going to die in here uh and that that is something that a very young me thought about a lot. So it, that's just like, you know, w- one of those hyper personal things to where it was like a touch where like I can see why anybody else would think this shit is corny, but that is just for me. <laughs> oh, no, that was so that was a thing where it's like I felt like maybe if the daughter had been like a little bit younger, I would have liked like because that was like a sequence where when it started, like I know that you're talking about I'm assuming the sequence where like she goes into the attic and then she sees something, moves it and she's like, oh, this is where like grandma got like lost. Like, this is why we couldn't find grandma was she got stuck behind these boxes. And then it like something about that part of the house is like evil is like corrupted or something. So then she gets lost essentially in this weird, like liminal, like non-space in the house. Yeah. It's very like uh, House of Leaves, which is like, you know, that's if, if a movie does something like that, you have to reference House of Leaves. Oh, yeah. Um, it's it's actually unfortunately, having read the book, it is in the contract that you sign at the end of the book, which I know <laughs> not a lot of people have gotten to. But uh. well, the book comes with like a, it comes with like a small pocket knife and you have to actually you have to, have to pierce your thumb and like put your little like blood thumbprint. Uh, yeah, it's it's. To be clear, it is not a book you should pick up at a used bookstore because you miss out on all the things like all the all the little novelties that are included. There's like a fold out. There's a little fold out poster. Uh, (laughs) There's a DVD that you have to put on for some of the chapters. It's very, very interesting multimedia experience. Well, one Uh, of the chapters of House of Leaves, actually, there's like a really dark, transparent film and there's a little cardboard flashlight that you use and put behind it and you get to see creatures from the ocean floor. Yeah, no, it's it's really it's I, I did like the part where you it, there's like an origami kind of pamphlet. And you fold the book up like that and then you put it to your ear and you can hear the ocean. Hey, what a stupid <laughs> fucking book. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, House of Leaves. <laughs> I just want to read a fucking book. I didn't ask for a choose your own adventure fucking postmodern Dadaist fairy tale. It's a, it's a it's not a book. It's a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. You 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 uh, clearly you didn't turn the book correctly to get <laughs> to get the real story. Yeah, you have to turn it upside down and read it backwards to really understand it. Um, yeah, uh, fuck that book. But tying back into back into like yeah, um, <laughs> because it's like I did like that aspect of it. Uh, it's just that it's like, and then when like everybody entered into that liminal space, I was like, oh okay, so it's not that hard to get in or out of. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta punch through <laughs> some drywall. 
Yeah, I was like, it's like, okay, this was scarier when it seemed like only one person at a time would get sucked into here and then like you're lost and it's scarier that way. But now it's like, oh no, like everyone can just like go in and out of that spot, I guess. It's just a crawl space. It, it You had brought up taking of Deborah Logan. Uh, yeah. And it's funny because it's like, that's actually was the thing I was thinking about this film is I was like, oh, I wish it took like the committing to the bit part of taking of Deborah Logan. Mm, yeah. Because the thing that Deborah Logan was missing was the same sort of like meatiness that this film has. But I felt like what this film was missing was that like it didn't really follow through on kind of its concepts because it was so like married to the metaphor. Whereas Deborah uh, Logan is just like, yeah, no, she's literally possessed by a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a metaphor. She just is literally possessed by a serial killer demon. Yeah. Like metaphorically, you know, we all become possessed as we get closer, closer to death in our old age. But in this case, she's like literally able to unhinge her jaw and like swallow a child whole. And that's like not a metaphor for anything. She can just do that. (laughs) And like, that's, that's, that's kind of what I was talking about earlier. It's like, that's what I like in horror is like when they use those things as concepts to like deal with meaty stuff. But it's, you know, it's kind of like, uh, like in Hereditary, the cult is both symbolic, but also like it is actually literally a cult. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, like uh, that I I I feel like and and that's like the thing, like the 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 sort of seasoning or like the set dressing of 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 relic is is like a little bit barren. I did really like the recurring imagery, although I felt like they did it too much because it was like it, it was kind of a thing where it's like they wanted to keep sprinkling it throughout the film, but they didn't film enough footage for it. So they kind of like show you it all and then they just keep going back to it when uh, the memory that the mom has of like entering the, the the previous house where I think it was their uncle had also passed away of a similar mental of like a similar like mental deterioration and also got mold pilled. Hmm. Um, Stop saying mold pilled. It's very funny to me. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, you know, like this this recurring thing where it's never quite clear, like did she enter the house and find like his body in like a a super advanced state of decomposition? Is that something that she just like imagined? Like, like what, what degree of like these memories we're seeing are things she actually saw versus things that like her young mind filled the hole in with like filled in. And like, that's what she's like afraid of happening again to her mother. Like that, that's something I really liked. And I liked the way it like cuts to it a lot, but it did feel like they just kind of introduced that element to have those sequences and then didn't really do anything with it beyond that and then like i said they they show them the body like halfway through the film and then they keep cutting back to that scene and it's like yeah i got it right yeah yeah i'm not i'm not really i'm not really sure although i i, I did hate the mold i hate i fucking hate mold um which is a another like very <laughs> extremely controversial statement mold is bad and gross uh and this movie's use of it and, and just like the general sort of like imagery of deterioration um i actually i actually was really into uh yeah like the the sort of i mean the, the sort of the sort of visual metaphor of like the mold kind of taking over the front window or whatever was like really really hardcore on the nose uh for sure um but the rest of it like it is, boy, oh boy, it is scary to be in a house that, like, is just being, like, taken back into the earth, you know, if that, 
you know, which is like thematically relative to what the movie's oh, talking about. I, I see. I see. Yeah. Um, uh, I thought the I thought the ending shot of like the daughter seeing the mold on the mother's back was like maybe a little too on the nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like I, you don't need to tell me that the daughter is now realizing that the same thing will happen to her mother. Like we, the audience, know that the same thing. Will, like everybody involved here knows what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, fun fact: By the way, this movie is produced by Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, fuck yeah, Jake! Thanks for the independent cinema, Jake. Yeah, no, J- Jake. Hey, Jake, you should do this more. Um, Keep it up, I, Jake. I I would rather see more movies like this that I don't like than movies like I don't know any of the films that come out that uh, Trolls 3D World Tour. <laughs> oh God, yeah, yeah. Just pour pour money into um into uh, into independent cinema at all costs at any at any cost, even if the movies aren't that good. Independent cinema is about experimentation and trying weird things, and sometimes it fucks up and it's not very good. Or in this case, some people I know really, really enjoyed it. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> like this, this, this isn't like a Babadook where it's like I will, I will die on the hill that Babadook is a bad movie. Same. I'll, I'll, this, I'll join you on that hill. This is just a movie that I'm like, I didn't really like it. I didn't think it worked, but I can definitely understand and appreciate why it did for other people. Babadook, I cannot stand that film. I think, I think it is such a bad movie. <laughs> do we want to, I mean, like, do we want to give them fodder to be mad at us uh, over, over our Babadook opinions? Or should we, should we save that for a rainy day? I, uh, I, I guess we could tease it here. I don't know. Maybe we'll do a, maybe <laughs> we'll do a video someday about why Babadook doesn't, isn't a good movie. It's, Babadook is like so overwrought and melodramatic that it like immediately tips its hand into just like camp territory. Oh yeah. And the weird metaphor, like symbolic shit, like doesn't work in the film. And then it ends on just like the most, it becomes like the most like serial killer in a nineties slasher film backstory of like, uh Oh, the mom's crazy. Like right down to her, like scolding her child for pissing himself. A scene that I haven't seen since fucking red dragon. <laughs> like are you fucking kidding me fuck it's, you Bob. it's like a it's like a level of just like incoherent like shrieking from from both like the from both of the main characters in the babadook that like i usually kind of only expect from like a john watersy sort of like that one that what was that fucking scene where uh like I don't even remember which movie it's from, but like a kid knocks a baseball through someone's window and she's like screams out the window at them. Also, I'll splice in a little clip of it if I can find it. Ah! Oh, I knew they'd try it, trying to kill me in my own home. It's like war. Don't tell me I don't know what Vietnam is like. Rat! What would you have rather spent your your six dollar shutter subscription fee on? Um, damn, I don't know. Maybe get someone to mow my lawn again. 
I mean, six bucks is pretty is is pretty a pretty low price for that. But you know, may, maybe like mo like a two two square foot corner of my lawn. Yeah. Uh, no, or like a kid doesn't know better. Doesn't know the cost of money. Yeah. Yeah. I can fuck get them, them some, kids. Some fort some Fortnite bucks. <laughs> Here's some V bucks, you little shit. What would Looking you rather? At, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say, well, looking at Amazon, what I would have rather spent my money on uh, is a do-it-yourself mold test kit to make sure that I don't have black mold in my house because sometimes I get paranoid about that and, <laughs> yep. and convince myself that that is the reason I have brain problems is that I'm sustaining black mold damage, like uh, some sort of character with an addiction in an RPG game, <laughs> in a thoughtful Western RPG game. <laughs> Uh, what would you not rather have spent your six dollar Shutter subscription fee on? Uh, if I had like gone to like a bookstore and I bought a book, uh, and I didn't like flip through it first, and then I got home and then I opened the book and it had black mold in it, <laughs> and let's say the book was like I don't know a paperback copy of Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah. Actually, you know, it didn't even need to have black mold in it. I just am glad I didn't buy a paperback copy of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I would not rather have put it toward uh, nursing home fees, because what the fuck kind of child would I be? That was such a... I'd forgotten about that part where she's like, I'm going to go to the... I'm going to go to the, the or nursing home store. To find a nursing home to put grandma in. Gotta go to nursing home eBay. Also, I, I, I did enjoy the character writing on the daughter where she was like, no, like, I love grandma. Like, I'll take care of grandma if you won't. Like, and then, like, it'll be so great. It'll be so cool. And then she has, like, one bad encounter with grandma. And she's like, fuck her. I don't want to be here anymore. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, really good. Really just, just, like, per perfect teen. I'm like, yeah, I know. Teens do be like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Um yeah, but uh moving on. Um we our our second film for today was a film called The Beach House. Let's go to the beach, beach. House. <laughs> Let's go to the beach, beach. Uh oh, you know what? I think Relic is not one of the ones on Shutter, but it does look like it's about the same price to rent it anyway. So we'll just we'll just roll with it. Uh oh, Beach House it. and and host to the two that are on Shutter. Uh, yeah, spoilers for what we're going to talk about next. Uh, well, whatever. It's right downstairs. It's not right no, downstairs. It's, it's right <laughs> Uh, yeah. I'm pointing at the bottom of my computer screen as if this <laughs> is a video in which you can see me pointing. Um, yeah, you're right. Whatever. But, but, but. we're also here to discuss Beach House. Not the band, silly. Oh, not the not film. the uh not the forgotten Leonardo DiCaprio film from before he made Titanic. Oh god, I didn't know that was a thing. I think it's just called The Beach. Oh, okay. uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember that. Uh but rather the the beach house. Um Jay, what were your thoughts on the beach house? Uh the the beach house is like quite literally what uh color out of space should have been i i forgot if you saw color out of space too i have not yet it's um, it is like i don't know i was i was super disappointed with it uh this this film accomplishes a lot of the same sort of themes 
uh, like way better in in my IMHO. I can definitely I can definitely feel the sort of currents moving on Nicolas Cage becoming like the meme actor, um, uh, which I which I don't which I don't appreciate. So we'll see if I end up checking out Color Out of Space. He um, he is definitely just doing a Trump impression the whole film. See, that's if rough. I remember correctly. Yeah, it it's it does not play to his strengths in the in the 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 cuckoo cuckoo actor guy department it plays to like his his weaknesses in the cuckoo in the cuckoo actor guy department the beach house though i i think i feel like it plays pretty well to its uh its leads strengths yeah yeah i i don't i don't think there was any particular performance that stood out as like bad uh i feel like the the main character played by liana librato uh, I think she did a pretty good job in the role. She 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 does a good, good good modern scream queen where she's just a, a normal everyday girl who loves to smoke weed, uh, and has boyfriend problems. Uh, and then just kind of the, the modern like horror horror girl protagonist thing of just like shit goes to goes to like hell and they kind of stumble around for a bit and then they get like like adventure game character brain and they're just like okay I gotta get this I gotta get that yeah yeah. I thought that she was she she was a good like you know kind of survivor uh kind of final final girl kind of thing. Um, boyfriend was yeah I mean the boyfriend did a good job being the the boyfriend. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he's definitely that kind of like forgettable high school sweetheart type, and he plays it well enough. Uh, I yeah I did like I did like the way they they kind of play it of like he obviously shows like more concern and guilt for the older couple after Mm. uh, like the next day. Like I I did feel like they did kind of, he did a good job of playing like that sort of put upon teen deference of like, Oh, I'm like, I don't like care or anything, but like I am going to just like check (laughs) (laughs) and like, cause she seems kind of like fucked up. Yeah. I I would personally describe this as like a seven out of 10 horror movie. Like, I, I did not, I, I certainly didn't fall in love with it, but I was really, you know, I was entertained by it. I thought it was cool. I thought there was a lot of really awesome imagery. I, I kind of wish that, because I, I, the way that I kind of thought it was going to go would, ha, would have had more to do with, like, the kind of weird vibes of the sort of older couple that stayed with them. Um, That kind of, that whole thing kind of just felt like a red herring because... Um, as much as, as much as that scene individually where the, the sort of, uh, older gentleman, uh, is like talking to, uh, the main girl and then he just kind of like walks out to see, like, that's a really cool scene and a really cool image, but then it's just like, oh, he's, he's over with, he's, he's done. Goodbye. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and then, and then the movie is, is just like all of this stuff. It, it just kind of turns into a really boilerplate zombie movie after that point. And, and like, there's no real, there's no real mystery. Like you immediately kind of recognize and understand that like, oh, these weird jellyfish that are like bioluminescent are emitting some sort of like weird fog or spores or something that is like infecting people. Um, and it's kind of a, the mist, uh, style situation. Uh, like, for example, like specifically with regard to like the the visual and and sort of like the like action and like shit that happens and the storytelling that kind of tells itself through that, uh, I was really confused as to why they were just like without like someone is someone is crawling at you and acting really weird, 
without even being like, I mean, like they, they were kind of, there was like a cursory kind of like, are you okay? Kind of thing that happened. And then they were like immediately on the train of just like, Oh, we need to bash this person's head in because they're clearly a zombie. Um, which I think has a lot to do with like how the sort of like social and like media literacy of, of like zombie shit has just gotten like really, really overplayed. Uh, and, and the audience is just supposed to accept like, these are zombies now. These are now things that you don't you don't want them to touch you because they're gross and you should uh, you need to kill them. Um, yeah, which, which I didn't really I didn't really get it. Like, I didn't really buy it. That 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 sort of like middle-ish part of like the third act is is was for me like definitely the weakest part of the film. Uh despite having some like really good visual scenes, like the 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 fucking goo man that she finds in the basement. Oh yeah. Incredible. Oh, this 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 movie is like I, I agree it's a seven out of ten film. It is very good to watch um if you want to experience like good modern body horror. Because this yes. is like one of the this is one of the few few films I've seen in a long time that like physically made me like like get up out of my seat and like put my hands in front of my face and be like I don't want to look at this but like I do want to watch this film but like oh <laughs> uh, yeah there's a if you have like any 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 two weakness weak stomach around like body anything related to body horror and injury related to that maybe sit this one out. yeah definitely i mean like there's there's a inciting incident about halfway through the film that is probably one of the most like upsetting things i've seen in a in a horror film in a in a while are you talking about when she steps into the the thing yeah 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 Yeah. the the the, the whole foot scene uh is yeah oh god that's because it's like it's both like alien in a way that's really scary but it's also very human and that her reaction is very much so a like this is a thing i have to do and it's super unpleasant but because it's alien it's also like unclear of how much this is a thing that she has to do right yeah i mean you know who who among us has not spent some time on the beach and stepped in something that you shouldn't have stepped in and had to yank something out of your foot with pliers I you know. Yeah. You know, I think that's actually partially why it's so upsetting is that it's like I've done the like doing minor minor first aid shit on yourself. Like, oh, you have like some some ingrown thing or like a, a like cut or like a like a like a pus filled thing on your body or like you stepped on something and you have to pull something out. Like, yeah, I, I think a lot of people have those experiences of like basically having to remove something from your body that is like gross and upsetting. And this scene captures that feeling. And then but like also visually captures how horrifying that feels and then just magnifies it by like 10. Oh, big time. Yeah. Like, like the, not only the aspect of having to do that, but having something like having to wrench something out of your like foot that is like alive. And yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh. Have you that's out of foot that's alive? And then as you're pulling it out, it's longer than you thought it was. <laughs> yeah. Her acting in that scene is incredible. She does. She looks so it. it that that definitely helps sell it a lot is that she looks like she's pulling a stuff. A, a, two foot long worm out of her foot yeah <laughs> yeah a uh, hundred thousand percent it is but fucking gross 
But then, yeah, after that, it gets into this like the fog zombie kind of movie, and then and then it ends on like I, I actually really like the ending because I like how it kind of turns into this sort of like the the we haven't seen a good just horror film about how scary the fucking ocean is. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it, it really felt like it really captured the idea of just like hey, you know what's scary about the the ocean? It's huge. We don't know what's in the ocean. We don't know shit about the ocean. The ocean could consume you in a minute if it wanted to. Fucking big time. And like Just, the ocean is where all of the deadliest things in the world live. I I like my only my only genuine phobias of the natural world are of things like the Portuguese man of war and like the box jelly and like things that are like more venomous and and like more kind of inscrutable and freaky than anything that has ever walked on land. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> I I'm so glad that this this movie captures the like old old like old goon or 4chan or any other website that has threads things of like we're going to post things in this thread that are from the ocean and it's just the responses are always just people being like I hate this. <laughs> Please stop. I hate this. Drain the oceans. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, for real. Um Yeah, so so kind of kind of hit and miss for me. Hit hit and miss for for sure. Uh, yeah, the no, imagery that's, that's where I am too. Very very the stuff I like hits hits really well. The stuff I didn't like is just very kind of disappointing. Uh the first act of this film, incredible. The first act of this film is literally uh these edibles ain't shit. It's so fucking funny. The so for the people who who don't watch it or want to know kind of like what we're get what they're going to get into the the first act of this film is this girl and her uh it's it's sort of implied that it's like their high school sweetheart but their relationship is maybe on the rocks because now they both graduated and it's it's very much so that like young kid thing of like well we're both kind of going in different directions but like should we stay together so it, it's very very mixed in that regard but uh, they, they go to this beach house that I think is her father's. So there's not supposed to be anywhere, anyone there. And then this older boomer couple shows up, uh, and it's, it's, you know, it's played off. It's like, oh, this is like a misunderstanding. Hey, you know what? Like this place is big enough for the four of us. It's fine. It'll be cute. There, there's sort of this implication that the older couple like actually likes the idea of there being two teens there because like, you know, they're, they're old enough that like their kids have all grown up. So it's kind of like, Ooh, we'll get a little vacation with like a side of that old, that old nest feeling. <laughs> uh, there's some stuff I think that's implies that the, the wife is maybe like, terminally ill like not bad enough yet that it's it's gone downhill but terminally ill in a way that's like causing a stress on their relationship as well uh very very kind of similar theme to relic in that way where there's the 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 ocean being a a stand-in for just a general fear of relationships ending or people that you love and care about ending uh and entering back into the void It's, it's a very meaty film in that way um, so, you know, it's kind of awkward, you know, there's the char- there's the general character set up and then just out of nowhere, the boyfriend goes like, do you guys want to do edibles? <laughs> and then for like the next, like rest of the first act is just like two boomers who've never smoked weed before dealing with being high off their ass. Uh, <laughs> and like the girl talking about like microbiology and shit. Cause like, that's what she's going to school for. And she's like, yeah, the ocean is so cool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we don't even know what's in there, bro. 
it's it's such a funny it's such a great setup and then it's like as as the the zombie mist starts to roll in they're just like whoa this weed's like hitting uh, <laughs> and then there's a part where she's just like i don't think this is the weed and then she just like basically starts tripping because of the fog shit and she's just like oh the weed's hitting <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, I, it's so good it's such it's such a funny way of like preying on the idea of like man imagine getting so high that you're helpless to notice that like something fucked up is going on around you because you think you're just too high that is like i'm glad that movies are mining that more because that is very very scary like my my anxiety brain definitely like has like I i wouldn't say phobias but like if some fucked up shit happens in my life it's gonna be while i'm high i just know it i just fucking know it and you're going to be way too high to even possibly, like, begin to think about it. Yeah. It, it's going to be like, uh, it reminds me of that favorite from that, that, that clip that's just like the guy uh, where they paid the movie magic dude to read off all the dude's Steam names. And one of my favorite ah! ones is uh, the dude who was 420 on 9-11. I didn't think about that a lot because it's like, that's. That's what this movie captures. It's just the idea of like, dude, what if you were like super high and like a terrorist attack happened? Like that would suck. <laughs> that would be the fucking worst. Just imagining, uh, yeah, no, pouring one out for all of the people who like waked and baked on September 11th. Who, uh, who turned the TV on, lit the bowl, looked down, and then looked up as they were pulling the carb up, and like that's what they saw was 9 11. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh yeah our hearts go out to you that um, truly but that's real we will, we will never forget we will never forget your brave <laughs> sacrifice we we will never forget except for the people who've smoked themselves stupid and forget everything but yeah it's, it's very strong opening uh decent pretty good okay middle act and then it's it's the it's kind of the last part where there's parts that are really good and then there's parts that are like seven out of ten it's a seven out of ten film yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do like an ending uh, that is just kind of uh, staring into the void, which is a very common, uh, really common theme in movies recently. I wonder why I wonder why that is. I wonder if we're all collectively staring into the void, uh, telling ourselves it'll be OK uh, as as death takes our, our species and our planet. Um, but that it, might it, just be me. It really is interesting. A, a lot of people, like reviews that were talking about this, were like, "Wow, what a what a perfectly uh, pr- pronient poem because it's kind of like about quarantine." And it's like, I don't, I, I didn't <laughs> go that far to say that, but I think that like the situation that got us to quarantine is the same situation that produced the movie The Beach House, where we have like a fear of the void. <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh and it is like a, a minor plot point in the film that it's it's sort of implicit that like the spores uh or whatever are coming up it's something to do with like changing climates. I mm. I don't think it's ever like explicitly linked to it, but it is sort of like a thing of like it might have been like this might be the end result of a series of chain reactions that are due to human behavior and effect on the environment, which is absolutely relevant to coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah, with, without being, you know, too, uh, kind of whatever. I, I, yeah, like, I, I do think it's, it's, um, we're starting to see a trend of movies that are kind of, like, about how, how kind of unequipped we are to deal with, um, really a lot of things, but mainly, yeah, just those types of, like, fears and anxieties and the unknown and, um, all sorts of, all sorts of stuff like that. 
how uh, loss, like the way in which like we we are all f- afraid of loss, but we are all afraid of our inability to stop loss from happening. Yeah, yeah, and just like different ways of like the need for control and how that manifests, and you know, blah 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 blah. You get it, you get it, you get it. I I am really interested, especially because uh, as somebody who's been watching, I've been going through and watching like uh, backup. Uh, like, like, like back through like old horror franchises, and I've noticed like once you get to like post two thousand one, um, you start to see, uh, like a lot of movies that are like that's where you start to see the sort of hostile, like over, oversaturated, violent horror films, and I feel like that's definitely a response to, uh, you know, the Iraq War, terrorism, this this bombastic world that we're living in. And now we're seeing this one, which is uh, this genre of horror, which is a response to the seemingly hopeless world we're living in. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the sort of twilight of uh, existing is it kind of feels like I mean, I'm, you know, there's there've been there've been times in history for sure that have also felt like the end times. I think I think the end times is just kind of like a cyclical thing to where like we just kind of go through you know situations that show us how fucking bad we are at this shit <laughs> anything that you would rather have spent your beach house bucks on so like maybe if i put some of that money like me and me and some friends of mine like went in like uh five of us on a discover pass for washington which is 35 dollars um, then, then we could just use that to go like camping and stuff. Uh, and you know that, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel That's... like it's, it's transferable between two vehicles. You know, we put it on, put it on like between my housemate's car and whenever we want to go camping, we just drive on out there. Are you just not allowed to camp without that? Uh, I mean, I think you could probably like illegally camp. There's probably spots where you can camp and they don't check. Uh, when, when we went camping, uh, couple couple weeks back we were actually in an area that wasn't covered by the discover pass it was like federal land nobody was camping there had discover passes so we and like we didn't see anyone get in trouble (laughs) um but but it it is a thing where it's like the the idea of the discover pass is that it's it's 35 bucks for a whole year but it's like you can visit any any like it says a recreation land so basically campsites hiking trail stuff like that uh there's also like a day pass you can get which is a lot cheaper but most people who get it just they're like well if i go three times then i've i've made i've made my my money count huh uh plus you can support the national park services that way or and the state park services uh six bucks gets you uh i mean that gets you a couple bus trips i could have had a nice uh nice bus trip to the beach you know it's not like I'm necessarily far away from from a beach uh, as it is, although not not necessarily a real beach because it's like a weird sound. It's like a bay kind of. Uh, but um, yeah, like a nice day trip. Fucking uh, yeah. walk around on the beach. Why not? It's not going to um, be there. I mean, it's only going to be there for so long, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, buddy. Ah, uh, to think our parents used to be able to say, don't worry about it, the beach ain't going anywhere, and now 
Yeah, the beach <laughs> might be going somewhere, actually. The, the, the beach here, I'll tell you where the beach is going. My front lawn. Yeah. <laughs> hey, is if, that uh, beach if, getting closer? Or are we getting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, but uh, what would you rather not have spent your $6 or $7 or whatever on? Uh, speaking of body horror. The munchies meal from Jack in the Box. I I really gotta eat, start eating better. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is what is in the munchies meal? So there's many things you can get in the munchies meal. It, it used to be something that you can only get after like 9 p.m. and but after 9 okay. p.m. is when it's six dollars. Uh, I this is I I can't I I don't eat Jack in the Box. I have because I I have uh, some self respect. But but keep going. So it's a box, uh, and it's got jack-in-the-box tacos in it, um, curly fries, and regular fries, and then, like, a thing of choice. Uh, and those can include things like the uh, chicken tater melt, which is... Uh, let me make sure I've got the right one. Yes, yeah, so the chicken tater melt is, like, it's, like, chicken and then, like, a hash brown... And then it's on a croissant roll, and then it's got, like, gravy and bacon and cheese on it. Wow, that sounds horrible. Uh, and then there's another one where it's, like, the flatbread, uh, and then it's, like, fried chicken, and then onion rings, and then nacho cheese, and then jalapenos on it. And that's the one I usually get. See, that's kind of... Okay, when, when I say, like, I don't eat at Jack in the Box because I have self-respect. When I say that, I, I'm not poor shaming because I do eat at, like, McDonald's, like a regular God-fearing American. Um, but, that's quality shaming is what you're shaming. If you, you're, shaming <laughs> you're shaming the quality of the slop that we pay money for. <laughs> Jack in the Box is literally... It's, it's like... A company run by stoners. It's like it's like all stoner food. It's just like I don't want to. I don't want to live my life by these parameters. I, no, I don't want a grilled cheese tater tot bowl. No, I don't want a uh, breakfast taco. I, I, well, I do want a breakfast taco, but like they would they would do some shit to it. They they would do some like weird funny shit. Yeah. Although they're little they're little empanadas that they try to pass off as tacos. They are very cute. <laughs> Uh, I forgot another one of them is also is in fact a cheeseburger where the bun is a grilled cheese sandwich. See, fuck you. <laughs> well, that's why I said I'd rather I've, I've got to spend my six dollars on this instead of a, a munchies meal. I've been trying to avoid eating these. But when I'm <laughs> when I am inebriated, it is next to the bar that I go to. <laughs> Just eat a fucking Big Mac, you communists. <sighs> I'd have to walk further to go to the McDonald's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just All right, right I'll there. Forget, I'll I'll forgive you. I forgive. Um, uh, please, please, when you were editing this, look, Google just the Munchies meal and just put some of the menu <laughs> pictures up on there because they're very uh, funny to look at and to and to try to imagine like what state of mind you have to be in to look at them and be like, yeah, I want to eat that and realize that I get in that <laughs> state of mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do respect that. I, 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 I understand as much as I claim not to. I, uh, you know. Oh. It's not like I haven't drank uh, Mountain Dew Code Red in my time. It's not like I haven't made some god awful microwave uh, abominations. I I will uh, say, I'm... I almost forgot at one point the Munchies Meals box that it came in used to have like games and shit on the inside, and one of them was like 
oh, it's like a spin the bottle game, but you spin your taco. And I was like at like with some friends at some con probably. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I spun it and then I looked at it and I immediately realized like, what end of the taco am I supposed to be using as the arrow? Because taco, <laughs> because tacos are like, they're symmetrical. There's not an arrow like shape for a taco. That, yeah. Uh, you know, it's a choose your own adventure kind of thing. It's really, it's really a choose one of the two options out of the four that we're giving you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, who can fucking say? That's, that's for the, the, the jack-in-the-box geniuses to decide. But yeah. Yeah, I would not rather have spent my money on anything at jack-in-the-box. Um, and, you know, and that, I carry that message with me into the future. That is my, that that is my directive vow. in life. That's my solemn vow to be a, a jack-in-the-box hater. Uh, it's fine. I don't. I don't care. I don't. I don't care about anything, uh, and any opinion that I've ever expressed has been false. Um, with that taken into consideration, uh, let's uh, give your opinion on another movie, <laughs> or perhaps let, let me just spew some lies and bullshit some more, or perhaps uh, a short film, as I don't know if legally you can call this a movie. It's uh oh god what's like the film version of a no- of a novella a film vela <laughs> de- their debut horror vela uh <laughs> <laughs> their debut filmette uh <laughs> oh well, we're talking god. about we're talking about host 2020 specifically host no the because there is another horror f- another movie that came out called the host this year oh there's not there's not just one movie called the host okay let's I hate to bring this up again, okay. but I do need to relitigate this discussion. So we have we have the classic, inimitable, incredible, uh, 2007's The Host uh, by Bong Joon-ho. Yeah. Um, in, in, incomparable. A wonderful movie. Then we have uh, Stephanie Meyer's The Host, which I refuse to know absolutely anything about. Um, I did not know and- about this one. Stephanie Meyer. The host is this the one that yeah, also so she, came out this year? Uh, no, it oh, came no. so the, yeah. I see this. I remember this one now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was her follow up to Twilight. That was like her follow up franchise. It flopped hard. People didn't like the movie. Um, and now there is yet another movie called The Host that is critically panned. No clue what it's about. It seems to be some sort of like basic instinct drama kind of thing. I have no fucking clue. Uh, these people are fucking up my king's SEO. I will not stand for this. Back off, everyone. Let it's, it's really tragic. It's, it's really tragic how many pretenders to the throne are coming. Let Bong Joon Ho have his masterpiece. It is also extremely funny how often, uh, like, like lesser articles writing about the new the host, the one that we're talking about. Uh, call it the host, despite the fact that it is in fact just host. <laughs> it's just host. I saw Games Radar. I'm gonna name and shame you. Games Radar was like no movie called the host. It's it's host. It's called host. It's just host. You have to get it right because there are in fact multiple movies called the host. I don't know how many <laughs> movies called just hosts there are, but at least one of them did not. But only, but only one of them have come out this year versus the phrase <laughs> the host. Yeah, which is. Uh, inescapable apparently but yeah we're talking about host um it's a less than an hour long it's uh, uh i think 50 55 minutes maybe which i found out is apparently how long a zoom call is 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 
Yeah, yeah, which is which is cool. It was like um the movie the movie kind of used that as like a as like a mechanic, I guess, which is fucking rad. Um yeah. So first off, uh we talked about the length. Uh me and Jay talked about the length of the movie before before this movie uh before we started recording. Um it's pretty it's a pretty good length actually, especially for like a movie that's like about this and like it's 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 certainly a gimmicky um sort of thing like it's a zoom call horror movie uh but it delivers uh, like it delivers on it delivers yeah yeah and it's really punchy um yeah i don't know i don't know if you had any other thoughts about kind of how long it was or anything like that yeah no i I remember i remember we were having that conversation where i was like yeah it's interesting because it's like so i'm I'm looking at it and it's because uh if you have a basic zoom plan uh your calls can't be longer than 40 minutes if there's more than three people on it so the implication of so like they use that kind of to impose a a artistic limit on the film of like okay the film's only gonna be about 50 55 minutes long there's the stuff we see at the start start right before the zoom call ends and then they use the the impending like you have 10 minutes left on your zoom call thing for like dramatic intention effect and it's really it's really well executed but on top of that it also made me realize like how many horror films that are like 90 minutes long probably would benefit from being 50 minutes to 60 minutes long because there's right. especially because like movies like this where it's like yeah i feel like if this movie was 90 minutes long i probably wouldn't like it as much because it would start to feel like they're trying to they're trying to kill time to make the concept fit full runtime yeah yeah and i i, I feel sure. like they use the artificially imposed uh the, the artificially imposed uh, time limit of the movie to kind of like be like, okay, cool. We just want to, we just need to get in and get out. We don't need to like drag this on. We don't need to like make, find new ways to make the same scares happen again and again. We can set right. up our premise, set up the, 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 the inciting incident, set up character elements that we want to explore in this have a basically rotate a rotation of scares based on the concept that we have and then just end the movie. We don't have to, we don't have to find a way to drag it out, uh, which was a problem that uh, unfriended had, which is a very similar film, but about Skype. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we definitely can't, you know, we, we can't kind of approach this film without talking about unfriended. Um, I, I love unfriended uh, because it's a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> no, same. I love both the Unfriended movies. I actually think the second one is much more fun to watch because instead ooh, of I haven't seen it yet. Oh, we need to watch it. I, instead of ghosts, it's uh, literally deep web hackers. That's actually fucking sick. There, that sounds that there's no ghosts. It sounds in like it. a very creep to departure. It's so funny. Uh, one of the people gets killed literally by uh, the YouTube poop his videos of him being a conspiracy nut into him making a bomb threat and use that to SWAT him. And then when the SWAT team oh shows God. up, they hack into his Bluetooth speaker and play uh shotgun click dot WAV. <laughs> That's okay. It's, it's such, it is such a goofy like fucking movie that just like draws on like basically like actual, like fucked up shit that happens online, but then just like right. makes it into a cartoon. It is, it's, it's a very fun film to watch. All right. I, w- I will definitely make a point to watch that. Cause that sounds fun as hell. Um, <laughs> please don't edit either of us saying that we are making a bomb threat. 
Yeah, because you don't need wait, to edit me. Wait, I just me. said the words. Yeah, you don't need I just to edit said the me words saying, now. you don't need to edit me saying, I will shoot CIA man. <laughs> <laughs> to unfriend its credit, it certainly, like, came first, uh, but this is a better movie. This is, like, Host is absolutely, like, by its own right, like, a very good uh, and very fun, at the same time, like, horror film. Uh, and uh, I-, I will come out and say, that, like, a lot of the scares were really fucking cool and like really effective oh my god yeah no we i i have to highlight the the creative way they use the concept of making a looping video background of your actual room with yourself in the video like like it's set up early at the start of the film where she's like look i made a new friend i made a background uh that's just like a long video of my room that's empty and then i come into my room and then i leave uh and they use that like super effectively both for like actual like like horror like scare purposes but then also like the psychological ways in which like that that like the like just having this like looping video that keeps playing of like their friend entering the room and then leaving that is like not real it's just a background image essentially genuinely fucking genius i also was really obsessed with like the um it kind of in the same vein i was really obsessed with the like face tracking ho- like yeah. scares in the movie oh that was uh, so because yeah, there's a character emma who is like she's like hey guys look at me haha and then she she puts all these like face filters on and there's one where she's like a scary ghost and there's one where she's like a, a weird like snake thing um but at one point they use the face track because there's like all of this the movie sets it up really well where there's all of this stuff where like the spirit is visible in certain conditions like certain people are able to see the spirit and then like you can see it on polaroids um, and like cell phone, like your your like cell phone or laptop cameras are also like kind of able to see it, even if the naked eye can't. So like, there's just like a floating like mapped onto like there's like a 3D face like mapped onto nothing, like nothing is there. Just just floating just, like, in her living room. There. Yeah. Oh, it's such a it's such a good effect too because it's like one uh it, it I, I like that it works into it. it's like the setup of the film is that they're doing a seance on a zoom call and then like one of them fucks around but because it's a seance on a zoom call that like opens a door that like they can't close as easily because they're on a zoom call yeah which uh, is a, another incredible touch i like all of the stuff with like the psychic who who has like shitty internet <laughs> Uh, Such a good bit that the, the psychic's call keeps dropping because her internet's bad. <laughs> really, really funny. Really, really good. I, I would, I would actually say, completely across the board, the acting was fucking top notch. Um, which is, uh, an even bigger compliment when you consider that like these people are not in the same room, really. Yeah. Um, no, they're they're they are. So th- this film was literally filmed in quarantine. And that's kind of part of that's one of its gimmicks is that it was filmed in quarantine. So all of the actresses are like literally in quarantine from each other. Yeah, absolutely. And and they like all of the um all, all of the little kind of you, you would say, like annoying things about Zoom calls, like the crosstalk and everybody talking over each other. That stuff is actually, like, really accentuated for, like, style points. Like, people are, like, their their microphones cut out and, and like, uh, 
you know, it, it's like there's it's like really there's like a lot of lag and it's really glitchy in, in certain parts. It'll the zoom um, call will like randomly maximize certain windows in a way that's like really frustrating and like kind of disorienting. Yeah, yeah. Uh but the movie is absolutely like um taking advantage of all of those things, uh and, and making sure that it's not you know, that it's not trying to fight against the 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 sort of uh the sort of method of it. It really shows like how it's my favorite kind of like creativity. You'll see where a, a self-imposed or some sort of imposed limitation forces them to make more creative decisions, essentially, or like they you end up using those limitations to like their fullest effect. And that's absolutely on stage here where it's like they are using every every possible limit that making a movie in zoom would cause they're like okay but now we're going to use that like for the purposes of what we want to do in this movie right yeah yeah absolutely um and i mean like it's such a small thing but like the credits even being being like a part of that that's like it's it's really funny that was that was oh that was such a like a polite clap moment was just like the the credits being like oh here's the list of like here's the list of the people who were in your call and it's like the cast and then it's like the various like tech people from what i from what i was told apparently like the the actresses didn't uh like meet with the director so my assumption is that it's essentially a thing of like a lot of the people who probably worked on the film were people just within these actresses like kind of friend circles and so they were kind of people that they could have come over and help them like do these things but that it is essentially all of the actresses doing all of the effects and like all of the acting and essentially directing within their own home, like with what they have. Which which is doubly fucking crazy because the effects are really good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I heard that and I was like, when I was told that, I was like, oh, like, OK, so expect kind of limited effects. And like they are limited effects, but like they they do a really good job with them, which is like, OK, these girls definitely like have connections within the industry. <laughs> like they definitely like know how to like make this movie like look good. I, I'm assuming there might have been even like some like CGI cleanup probably to do some stuff. I imagine that can't be too sure. hard, especially when you're already working with video footage that's going to be compressed it's probably easier to hide it yeah uh, well i mean like there there were a couple of things where i was like eh, like uh i i i i only i mean like i i could be wrong i could i could kind of have egg on my face on this but toward the end when the guy um whose name i'm blanking on but when he rejoined the call a lot of his scream, he was like running outside and a lot of his screaming sounded like it was recorded inside. Mm. Uh, and uh, there were a couple of uh, like really high fi like high quality sound effects that are just like, it doesn't really, that doesn't sound diegetic to me. Um, but like past that kind of like really, really nitty gritty nitpicking, uh, like everything else, like all of the sort of practical sort of like paranormal activity style effects were really cool. Uh, the like Polaroid stuff was really cool. Uh, the only thing like the little, the, the sort of like scant, like frames of like seeing the demon or whatever. Yeah. Um, where those were like a little bit much, uh, in kind of a creepy pasta kind of way, but they, they also didn't overstay their welcome or anything like that. Yeah, no, it, it's a thing where it's like, this is a film where it's like the few little, like, Ooh, a spooky face uh, is kind of forgivable because it's like, eh, there's kind of only so much you can do, but like you mostly rely on other things to build the tension. So those, those 
those don't feel like you're just like and like you're just overly relying on the thing that a lot of found footage does of just panning over a dark room and then a face jumps at you. Uh, right. It, yeah. It's, it's it's sort of like no, the the things that are scary and invocative in this film are are more than that, and they only kind of have those in the ways that like would make sense narratively to have like a. Uh, the shot with I forget which character it is, but like she goes up into her attic and she's like recording across it, and then like you see feet, yeah. and then they say, "Wait, go back." And when she goes back, there's nothing there. Yeah, that was that was really good because it was that was like a really understated scare that's like very classic horror. Um, so I, I really love that. I also think that, uh, kind of in the vein of some of the other sort of like millennialish aspects of the movie like the face tracking and everything else uh the use of selfie stick here fucking impeccable oh yeah awesome. i forgot about that that was so good i i awesome 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 i i also was a fan of Gemma, uh running basically seemingly just running to Haley's house and the way that's depicted yeah. in the film is like very clearly that they while doing the zoom call actually had her run outside so the video quality just degrades the further she gets away from her wi-fi signal until it just drops incredible so yeah. it's an incredibly like brilliant like like visual trick because you could like see the video getting worse and like frames dropping and then it's just complete and then it just like hangs on an image and then disappears completely yeah, absolutely. And yeah, more to the point of like using Zoom's little idiosyncrasies for the for the purpose of the narrative. Uh everybody's like selfie avatars like after they died. Yeah. It was, like horrible. Horrible, but a great touch. Oh. Yeah, this is a movie that that really really understands like what it was doing and I want to actually want to look I want to I need to look into this a bit more at some point and see, like, if these people are going to be doing anything else. Rob Savage is the director. Um, and I don't really see anything else that he's done. Uh, offhand. I mean, if it's a debut, it's a damn fucking good debut. Because there's there's movies that come up, but they're movies like Dawn of the Death and Salt, which don't sound like movies that, uh, were very well distributed. Oh, they're, they're short <laughs> films, it looks like. Oh, I mean... So this yeah, is, yeah, this is know. like his debut film. Right. Uh, well, well, it's a very good one. Good job, Rob. Hey, good good shit, Rob. What a fucking... What a... What a, what a good, fun horror movie. I, I, I've seen other people kind of trying to make... Uh, movies like with zoom and I, I don't think any of them have really have really kind of captured it uh quite as well as this one has um this one was a lot of fun i also really like uh a sort of thematic undercurrent of the film is since it was filmed in quarantine there's almost like an implication that i think you can pull out of the film or like a texture of like the, the going back into like we said before like the unconscious fears that horror taps into of like how we've already so internalized because of quarantine and everything, the idea of like socializing as an un, as an unsafe thing. Right. How the film kind of draws on that of like, what if like there is no safe way to socialize anymore? Damn. You know, cause like essentially like what happens is the ghost ends up acting like an infection. You know, one of them, one of them fucks around and like doesn't follow the rules and that's what opens the door and then it spreads to everyone else there. And then when the guy rejoins the call, it then spreads to him like almost instantly. 
not not that I think that's just like what the film was like going for, but it's like I feel like that's a a, a really cool like idea that the film is sort of chewing on is like not just the idea of like oh we'll use quarantine as a limit but it's like you know the reason these characters are doing this and the reason why they're trapped in their house is because they're they're in a pandemic and so it's like what do you internalize in a pandemic the idea that other people are scary yeah damn i mean like yeah that that is really interesting and i mean like it's you know it's in the air no pun intended that like uh that that that's just kind of um kind of the vibe right now of 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 just like what level of what level of engagement with other people is like okay and acceptable um and yeah just like seeing seeing all sorts of people who aren't taking the shit seriously uh kind of kind of putting themselves in harm's way uh that's yeah no that's real that's that's definitely i i definitely see that I know I already said the acting. I, I really do want to just like, I, I was looking at screenshots of it. Like, I really am just like, man, all of these girls just like from like the moment of their introduction, you're like, I know which bitch this is. Like they, they all, they all do <laughs> such a good job of like embodying just like different kinds of like girls in your friend circle. Uh, there's the scared girl. Uh, there's the girl who isn't taking it seriously. Uh, there's the girl with the boyfriend. <laughs> there's the boy with uh, the girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did really like the the just additional touch of Redina of just like her whole thing being like, as she's talking to the guy in the kitchen, they're just gossiping about her. Like, I can't believe she's like, oh, I'm going to quarantine with this dude that like I barely know. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was a really... Cause like, that's so real. Like I lit, I literally know, like I've literally had a conversation about that, like with my roommates about, uh, a, a, an extended, not, a, not a person like within our friend circle, but like a conversation related to that where it's just, it's like, we can't believe this person is quarantining with this person that they like barely know. And, yeah. and like, what a bad idea that is. That's, that's like scary in its own right. I, I feel like we're going to kind of get a wave of horror movies that are about that uh more more so than about you know than the than the necessarily like socializing aspect of it we're gonna we're gonna start uh, getting horror films that are basically like 10 cloverfield lane 2 <laughs> yeah oh god yeah for real man 10 cloverfield lane really is just like a perfect film for right now huh <laughs> uh i i i should rewatch it but i also know that i'm not gonna man what a, what a fucking movie I, I, I love the touch of the uh, the psychic being like very much so a boomer about technology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I loved her getting uh, the the whole like Uber Eats delivery bit was very funny. I, I That was like uh, great, too, because like she doesn't come back and it, they actually play it just the right amount of time that you're like wait, she is taking it. Is something going on? And then she just comes back and it's like, <laughs> no, it was just a really long Uber. <laughs> it just took a long time for her to get her order. I I do like horror movies that have like red herrings like that or just like, you know, J just enough. Should you be scared? Yeah, just enough to make you like sit up a little more straight in your seat. And then it's like, no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> yeah, the movie has a couple of things like that, like like Gemma just being just li like fucking lying. <laughs> oh. 
that that whole scene um, and like the revelation about like how that ends up opening the door where it's like oh yeah because you did that um that means a demon can come in that is pretending to be uh somebody who hanged themselves <laughs> which is not yeah. a great thing to invite actually as it turns out <laughs> probably not smart um i i like the small touch of uh of the guy uh calling his man bun a twat knot I forgot. I forgot about that. Yeah, I, I, I don't live in. I don't live in England, uh, obviously. Uh, so I don't know if that's common, like a common uh, colloquialism for the man bun. But it is really, it is really good. Good, good, good show, England. Yeah. Hey, you know what, British people, you're no longer on notice. <laughs> <laughs> what would you rather have spent your seven dollar Shutter uh, subscription fee on? Um. Maybe like, uh, man, I'm just, what would I have rather spend it on? I really enjoyed this film. It was a short film. It was like a, it was like a good hour's worth of time. That's all I needed. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't rather have spent it on Zoom Pro. Yeah, who, that's that's what I was gonna who say. Uses like Zoom. Yeah, I, Discord exists. I the only thing I've used Zoom for <laughs> was I went to a friend's Zoom wedding like yesterday uh and then we Aww. had a zoom wedding reception after where we all got like wasted on zoom. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds really fun it was it was super cute just a bunch of a bunch of portland uh it's actually fun fact for uh you and the viewers at home this is the person who supplied me with the pre-band four locos for a furry convention once oh, because they had to give them up as part of becoming a buddhist monk that's fucking rad. Uh, so, grats, grats to them. Grats to them on getting married. Yeah, no. Shout outs to the shout outs to the very fun wedding. It was a blast. Uh, and there were no ghosts, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a plus. Oh well, depending on how you think about it. I guess like I, I guess I could say seven bucks. Then like whatever you know the cost. Uh, I had to buy my own cake to eat during the wedding, and I am glad I spent my money on that. So like, let's say like yeah, seven bucks for like a nice slice of cake. And uh, a beer to to go along with the wedding. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't sound bad at all. Um, yeah, I would have rather spent it on uh, fucking not being in quarantine, <laughs> baby. This is said seven dollars to end COVID and racism. Seven dollars towards the the COVID the COVID vaccine like uh, marker is just straight up just like it's just sitting at at, at like under seven dollars. <laughs> we need six more dollars. Oh, God, please, six please. more dollars, and we've got the vaccine. Yeah, we had a lot of fun watching these watching these films for y'all, or for well for ourselves. Fuck y'all. Uh, column A, column B. I probably would have watched most of these <laughs> by myself anyway. Yeah, same. Um, and yeah, uh, keep your, keep your ears peeled. What's our, what's our next, uh, throws it back episode? Uh, Jacob's ladder, 1990 and Jacob's ladder, 2018, 2019, whatever, whatever year the, the really bad remake came out. We're going to be watching both of them because it's conspiracy themed conspiracy. Yep. It's time for us to, uh, you know, I mean like why not go full bore during quarantine and just become Charlie day, uh, in front of a, in front of a pegboard of, uh, you know, 
uh, of of names tied together. Uh, we're 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 going to be taking every pill. <laughs> every <laughs> the MK pill Ultra pill, the Gladio pill, the Agent Orange pill, Adderall. Uh, Adderall, <laughs> valerian root, melatonin, get a little bit of sleep in. Yeah, you uh, know. get some weird dreams. Ooh, vitamin D. Uh, don't forget. Oh god, yeah, no, we need we need some vitamin D. Although it's been fucking vitamin D damn hot. If I, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, so so we're gonna be comparing and contrasting um, the two Jacob's ladders. Uh, so uh, keep an ear out for that. Uh, we're about to sit down and record another episode about two, uh, other new films that came out during quarantine or that actually, are not horror films. Yeah. That are not horror well, films. kind of eh. <laughs> Very different kind of horror, I guess is the best way <laughs> yeah, to describe yeah. it. <laughs> kind of like a different, like an existential horror, like a societal horror. If you're not already on our Patreon, uh, they got to hear this episode three days earlier, as well as. They get to exclusively here that throws it back. So if you were also interested in that Jacob's Ladder thing, uh, run on down to patreon.com forward slash film critters. Uh, use the coupon code. Give us five dollars a month <laughs> and you can listen to it. Yeah. Or, or, you know, just fucking pay five bucks once and get the backlog, uh, which is a steal. Frankly, you're stealing from us by doing yeah, that. I mean. I mean, it's quarantine. You're playing. You're probably playing Death Stranding. You can just put it on. Listen while you're playing Death Stranding. Yeah, that would that would be fun. Um, so yeah, uh, we encourage you to steal from us, uh, and we encourage you, <laughs> uh, to listen as always. And thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, have mm-hmm. a have have a happy quarteenth. <laughs> <laughs> happy core whatever the fuck day it is. Who knows? Mm. Bye. Bye.